This is the Transforming Basketball Podcast, and I'm your host, Alex Sarama. This is the podcast where we help coaches and practitioners change the way we think about basketball performance. Our goal is to create the ultimate resource to help make sense of how contemporary skill acquisition ideas can be applied within the basketball world. Throughout the podcast, we'll unpack how an ecological dynamics framework alters our perspective of the game. If you're ready to join us in our quest to transform the basketball world, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, Adam and myself are going to talk about a common constraint manipulation within the basketball world, but something that we may question the validity over and just ask the question if there's a different way we may think about manipulating constraints. So, Adam, kick us off. Okay, so I'm going to have to make sure I watch myself here. I was a little nervous going over in my head as you were talking there. I'm like, let's make sure our language is okay here, Adam. Let's not get too vulgar. So I've I've spent some time recently thinking, not even recently, for a while now. I mean, I, I can even like picture a time where I think it was in the fall during our prep season where I made a suggestion instead for um, essentially enhancing the efficiency of an action. A simple rule, instead of having a point system where we were like reward somebody for, oh, they executed this action, so let's give them a bonus point. I mean, sure, that they, that way they seek that out. But instead, I think even like simpler things to do is like the example that I gave you. Like if you don't, if you're neutral after one engagement turnover, and I think literally just giving because it's an immediate consequence, and it's not something that they have to really adjust their behavior and like. I don't know how to even like phrase it more like. We're not changing the way they play basketball. We're really like shaping like the boundaries that they're allowed to play basketball in. Mm. I wow, that that came out actually pretty good, Adam. That's my my take on like I, I don't really like the point system because again, it's changing how they're like thinking and engaging in the game. They literally will have to pause and like wait, that's worth more. I thought that was worth more, and we're taking away from them engaging with the information within the game itself, the environment. Whereas like if we just simply say, no, nope, turnover, it's not there to sit. We're not disrupting how they're thinking. We're simply just constraining the game itself. So when, how I look at it is we're completely changing their intentions and attentions completely within the small side of the game. And I think let's use that example of, what became our favorite constraint, the one opportunity where say we're in any type of small-sided game, the offense had one opportunity to start dominoes. Sometimes we might give them two. You know, we're making these environments harder in some instances than what they would encounter within the game when they had maybe, you know, three opportunities to re-trigger within one possession. So when, you know, when we were maybe using point systems early in the year and we were giving bonus points, as you said, it wasn't always as forceful enough to maybe make a certain affordance more enticing. So for instance, within our pick and rolls as a trigger, if we're playing with one opportunity, well, the offense is going to be forced to be so much more aggressive, creating an advantage through some type of coverage solution than if we played a small side of game without that constraint. So would you say, Adam, this is more kind of, it, it links to what we've been speaking about where 
we believe the CLA is being misconstrued somewhat where a lot of coaches are just kind of playing general games like two on two, three on three with different point systems, which aren't really as conducive for learning as they could be if we manipulated constraints in other ways. Hey coach, I wanted to take a quick break from this episode to let you know that we just launched our new website at transformingbeagle.com. The goal of our site was to present basketball coaches and practitioners with the ultimate resource for applying evidence-based ideas. It contains a number of free resources such as blogs, practice activity ideas, as well as some of our paid products including clinics, workshops and courses. The website contains everything you need to take your coaching to the next level. Find the website in our show notes or head to transformingbeeble.com. I think that last sentence was a big key in the closing. As you were initially talking, what I kept thinking about was attunement. That when when it's very like clear the consequences and you like this interaction better be effective. They really start to, you know, set up their pick and roll. They're paying attention to their primary defender. They're looking past him. They they start thinking, now I have to look beyond the pick and roll. Are they helping? Because I have, I really truly have to make the most of this position. It puts such a high priority on that interaction if we're going to do it, that they start attuning to the information. You're, you're forcing them to. Now, that are you okay with them struggling and then potentially being very upset? You have to be okay with that while also be like encouraging during this struggle and you know may you may have to perhaps like if if it gets too much for them then like increase the spacing but maintain that same rule to me because again we want them that attunement is what we want we want them like engaging with the most important information and playing around with with the variables and trying to make the the most of that interaction whatever we're constraining them to absolutely and I think this is where there's so much more we can do with the CLA than just saying something like, all right, you get a bonus point if you do this. Now, I've done that at times, and I think maybe in some short doses, you might do that at the start. But I think as soon as we think of something better, like we did in this instance, we're going to go to that. And I think it's just, it could be a good starting point, but it shouldn't be an end point just using these point systems in this in this manner. And I think especially something I'm seeing a lot is very confusing point systems where maybe coaches, and I did this at the start, you know, where I didn't know any better, where when we're in one small side of game, maybe you have three, four, five, six, even different scoring kind of systems in play. And, and it's just, that's, that's way too much. Because like you said, attunement, if we really want players focused on, you know, some very particular informational sources within the environment, well, really, we're just distracting them with all this, you know, all these variables. Absolutely. I completely agree. Because, again, like I am literally like picturing some of the players because some, yeah, we did do this from time to time. It's just like, but I thought that was worth that point. No, no, no. And it was like constantly their mind is elsewhere except for <laughs> engaging with the game in front of them, which is what we're actually trying to do. We're trying to change the behavior in the game, not have them worried about some like again they're reinterpreting the game of basketball it's it's too much of a, a change of the, like a scoring system keep the scoring system simple and change the way the game is played another good phrase yeah. they're all coming out today adam so let's let's try and give another practical example just to finish so that coaches can really see this 
I'm just thinking of shot selection as one. You might get a better one, Adam. Like, obviously, what we had last year at College Prep was our gold, silver, bronze medals for shot selection. And a lot of the time, most practice activities would be literally only gold and silver. But a few players, we were happy with them taking bronze. And that was saved that conversation for another day. But there's a huge difference in any small-sided game if you have you know threes twos and maybe you devalue the mid-range as one you can do that if you want but then when you just say it's only gold and silver it's a completely different business and that's what we had and what we saw we we felt that that was one of the most influential task constraints we did the whole season why well the players finishing got exponentially better because they couldn't bail out for the easy option, aka the, the pull, the mid-range pull or the floater. They were forced to exploit space to finish around the rim. At the same time, if they didn't feel they could do that, they were forced to paying closer attention to where teammates were positioned outside the three if they felt you know they couldn't get to the rim. So then they were actually looking for cutters, looking for players finding space outside the three. So would you say that's a good example in terms of you know simply changing the scoring system versus actually removing the affordance to shoot those shots and only playing with the shots that we're really trying to hunt out? Yeah, absolutely. Because again, like to me, it, again, it simplifies things. I mean, it, we discussed it again with. Previously, I can't remember what we we're what we we're discussing on a previous podcast, but it had to do with like Axel. No, you're only gonna slip. You're only gonna slip screens for this activity. Now there, he's gonna miss out on certain opportunities. Again, it's a forcing function where he's gonna he's gonna get information out of it. He doesn't have to. He's not quote unquote overcognizing out there. He's not trying to. Oh, what do I do? What do I do? It's just like nope. Go do this. See what happens, and then allow the freedom to come back in. And what you're talking about with like the gold, silver, metal, and bronze medal aspect of it, it, it just, again, it's a forcing function, perfect for that. And then, I mean, you can just further build on that. And I think like, even if we said like, like you mentioned, like say like Linus or something like that, like we're completely cool with him taking those shots, say he's super efficient at it, then we can say, yeah, no, that works. That That shot is a silver medal. And all the players would understand it's like, yeah, it's Linus taking it. It's not Corey taking a pull-up mid-range jumper. It, these are very different circumstances. Yeah. So you can you can start to actually scale it to your individual personnel. That way it's not even that general as the season goes on. Fantastic. So, coaches, short episode today. As always, we wanted to make it as practical as possible. So we hope that that just leaves you with some more inspiration for your practice design as you go about, you know, adopting some of the methods that we advocate here for, as you go about uh, adopting some of the methods that we advocate here at Transforming Basketball. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Transforming Basketball podcast. If you would like to learn more about the work we do, head to www.transformingbball.com to access our free resources and help spread these ideas throughout the basketball world. If you enjoyed this episode, then please subscribe and leave a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform. We will gladly answer any questions from today's episode via our social media platforms. See you next time on the Transforming Basketball Podcast.